Hello and welcome to this episode of my podcast. Tom sips back into conversation with. Um, I recorded this episode a little while ago um, and life and work and everything else has just kind of uh, got a bit busy. Um, so I've recently been able to uh, edit this conversation. This conversation is a little bit different because it's a catch up with Fides, um, a friend of the podcast who was back on season one, episode eight. It was a really nice chance to get uh, Back into conversation with Fides and see how she's doing because uh, a lot of things have changed uh, since last we spoke. Uh, I will get into the podcast uh, episode in a little bit uh, but I thought I'd give you some updates and changes that are going on in my life as well. So lately I have been inspired uh, with my craft and my creating uh, because I recently did something uh, incredibly exciting, a project that I can't really talk about at the moment uh, but I met some really lovely creators and uh, I'm hoping to talk to them on the podcast as well soon. Um, and talk about their experience as well. Um, but since then I've had some really new uh, fun ideas for knitting projects and some other video projects as well. I have been trying to make uh, notes with my knitting projects as well um, and I'm finally starting to turn them into patterns. I've had quite a lot of people over the few years uh, asking me about pattern stuff that I've been doing uh, and because I just kind of make a vin up and I don't really make very good patterns it's very hard to actually turn it into something uh, but I've been trying really hard lately to create a new pattern um, that I can share with everyone so hopefully by the time this episode comes out I should have a pattern that is ready to go uh, my first pattern that I'll be releasing is my big cozy hat it's one of the first like big uh, kind of things that I knitted and created and I love making them and um, I wanted to do something a little bit different with my pattern writing as well I, I want to create uh, I want to release a pattern for free uh, because I know times are really hard at the moment and uh, the whole point of my knitting and my crafting is to help inspire people so I wanted to release the pattern for free so that people can download it and knit it and try it but there's also like a little link as well um, that's in my, my link tree and my bios and on the pattern as well so people can support me by buying me a coffee uh, through a website um, and then the money kind of helps fund me creating and crafting so uh, I will leave links in the description where you can find my pattern and uh, I've also created some little how-to videos as well to go with the pattern um, because I think yeah I just want to help try and inspire and make it more accessible. So yeah I will be back at the end of the podcast with a little bit more chat and a little bit more update about me uh, but for now I really hope you enjoy this episode of the conversation and um, the audio quality is a little bit off uh, on her end just because um, as you'll hear uh, she is now traveling and living in a van that her and her partner have created so the wi-fi signal is not the best but uh, it's a really enjoyable episode uh, so I'll see you back at the end uh, we now step into the conversation with me and Fides. So yeah how you have you been good thank you and you yeah good thank you it's been a while since like we we like had a proper conversation but um yeah. and a lot of, lots changed for you really yes definitely it feels like forever yeah <laughs> since the last conversation we had actually so i think when when we last spoke i think you were talking about doing a bit of traveling but since then you've you've bought a van and you've done up a van and you've done it do you want to like tell me a bit about like the whole experience because it sounds incredible yeah we Basically, we just decided when the second lockdown hit, we decided that we had to change something um, because everything was like really stuck because my partner couldn't work. I just had a couple of side hustles and it wasn't enough 
for paying anything really. So we decided to use everything we saved up to buy a van. And um, that's what we did. We found a very nice van from a carpenter and um, it was very affordable. And then we took the van, we put everything we needed inside, everything else we sold or gave away to other people. And um, then we moved with the van and everything we wanted to keep to Hungary, um, where we built the van into our yeah, home. That's so amazing. That was very cool because my partner's parents or family is living in Hungary and they used to have like a huge garden and we could camp there and in the meantime, yeah, work on the van. Yeah, because I think you were living in Germany last when we spoke, right? Yeah. Exactly. So so how, where have you traveled? So you, where did you start off with the van? Do you start off in Germany or? No, we started in Hungary, actually, because in the very beginning, the van wasn't ready to use like properly. Mm-hmm. But we did have a couple of um, kind of try out um, little journeys to see if everything holds right. And we've been yeah. um, building on the van for like six months or so. So um, we just had to check from time to time if the things we built in there um, are fixed properly and stuff. So yeah, we basically started in Hungary. And when we finished, we went over Austria to Germany. Um, We got the proper registration for the van, which was really cool. Everything worked out very well. And from there on, we kind of traveled a little through Switzerland and then back to Hungary and then again back to Germany and then when winter got very cold we went to Spain so we crossed um, France and then we spent like six or a little more about six months in Spain and then we went to France again and then we went to Germany where we worked this summer and now I'm back in Hungary for just a couple of weeks. That's amazing. That's really cool. (laughs) It sounds like you've traveled everywhere and you can kind of escape the cold (laughs) by like just driving to somewhere warm. Yeah, absolutely. And I actually skipped a couple of countries where we just went through or we just stopped for a couple of days, but we've seen a lot. That's incredible. So are you, because your partner tattoos, right? Exactly. So is he... And you and you started because I remember you saying you you kind of like started a bit and you've like done a little bit, but now you're actually like you are you both able to like get guest spots in tattoo studios? Yeah. That's cool. So you were able yeah. to like kind of keep going, just like work here and there. Well Exactly. I mean, yeah. In Spain it was quite difficult, but we worked in France. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and then obviously in Germany because um Germany is kind of like our home spot or whatever yeah. so it's pretty easy to find work there so in a couple of weeks we are going to return to the more northern northern part of mm-hmm. Germany and work there for a couple of weeks before we are headed south again so Germany is still a very important place for us yeah. work-wise that's amazing yeah. that's so cool and you're still kind of creating patterns and I, I know you've got a, a patreon now so i'm guessing that's like another source of income being able to sell your patterns and create and stuff when did you when did you exactly. start your patreon i think it was july or august last year mm-hmm. yeah that was when i started it 
because I knew that everything changed a little and with me going like full time with Azra Mati also changed things. And obviously, like I said, in Spain, we didn't find a lot of spaces or place to, to tattoo because mm -hmm. there's just not a lot of work in general yeah. there. So it was great for me to have like Patreon and my website. And yeah, it was like, or it is kind of like an extra source of stability and income. And it's awesome. I actually love this platform so much. That's really cool, especially because like Instagram lately, their algorithm has like changed and it's much harder to see content from the people that you really want to see, um, which is like since reaching back out to you, like your stuff is like starting to come back on my feed. So um, and it's really nice kind of catching up on, on what you've been up to, your journeys and stuff. Same. I've seen your stuff a couple of days ago and I was like, wow I didn't know that and it's the same because I follow you and I follow you for a reason you know yeah, yeah. I just don't see the yeah. people that I follow it's a shame that the algorithms kind of changed a little bit I've been thinking about getting a website again so that I can try and help promote stuff that I do uh but I've been trying out different platforms as well so like I'm now on TikTok um trying to do more stuff on YouTube, uh, but also trying to fit it around like a full-time work as well, which is very difficult. <laughs> yeah. I get that. Yeah. Um, so how are your, how's your pattern writing going? Cause like you, you were writing quite a few patterns before, like before, weren't you? So. Um, it's even more actually than it used to be, but maybe it's not that recognizable for everyone because a lot of these patterns are going to Patreon only. So yeah, what I create, like the majority of new and very like special patterns, um, I share with my Patreon subscribers only. Mm -hmm. And then I also, I think I released three patterns on my actual website so everyone can purchase them. Um, yeah, since I think January or so. But most of the patterns I actually wrote for my Patreon, so. That's really cool. But that's, it's, it's been a lot. Yeah, that's like a very clever idea because obviously Patreon is a very good way of like having a bit more of a stable income rather than um, on your website where it's here and there when people can go and get your patterns. Yeah, and you can't really predict it. So um, Patreon is great because in a way I show how grateful I am for these people with giving them stuff that no one else has access to. And I love doing that actually. That's really cool. Yeah. I mean, because I remember talking to you, like you're very, you're very passionate about what you do and uh, trying to create sustainable clothing. Um, and uh, there's a lot of people on this platform who, well, in our kind of community that are very passionate about kind of promoting like sustainable kind of slow fashion and yeah i think patreon is like a really good way of showing showing that back to back to your fans exactly and kind of like going a little deeper into all these things like when i talk on instagram about how i do stuff sustainably or how i thrift stuff that i use or reuse stuff or upcycle stuff on patreon i can be more much more detailed about this so i can mm upload a tutorial on how exactly you can for example upcycle hardware or how you can um, 
reuse fabrics and include them in your crochet or stuff like that. So, so I can get like much more precise about everything that I do. And I'm really happy to show more kind of like insider tips that I came up with and I personally use and I wouldn't be very comfortable with sharing it like with everyone, but I'm yeah. very comfortable with sharing it with specific people who are dedicated to support my brand and myself and it's really cool. That's a really cool platform that you've been able to like utilize like to its best by the sounds of it and it's able to support you on this amazing <laughs> journey that you're on. <laughs> yeah. So how how big is the van? Um I think it's about seven meters or so. Okay. In total. But the the actual living space is I think four meters or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And basically half of the van is the bed, but we can convert it into a sitting and eating area too. So yeah. It's how much pretty comfortable? That's cool. How much time do you spend in the van? Because I'm guessing you, if you go off to go and tattoo and work and stuff. A lot of time, actually, <laughs> because I'm still working from home. I'm working like on the computer or on my tablet or anything. I'm writing patterns. I'm creating custom orders and all these things I'm basically doing inside the van. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it's like a real home to me, actually. Yeah. And in between, yeah, obviously we go places and we we go tattooing and stuff. But for nighttime, we go back to our home and it's it's just like a normal apartment, just a little smaller and very mobile. So yeah, oh, you got great views where like wherever you park. How do you how do you find parking? Do you just is there like a? Because I think I've seen apps and stuff, but how how do you find parking? Yeah, sometimes if we kind of know the area we already know where to park or we we just try different places or we also use an app and it kind of shows us we can choose if we want to see like paid parking spots or free parking spots and camping places or something but within the last couple of months we haven't been using like one single paid parking spot we've been always parking for free here and there yeah and especially when traveling and we when you don't stay at a place for a very long time um this is very like it can be done it's not that difficult because you are just there for like one or two nights and then you go on but if you're staying longer then it's probably best to have like a place which is a little more hidden or yeah Mm. or you have to pay sometimes you just have to but yeah, for the most part, we could park for free and it was very, not as complicated as they imagined in the in the beginning of our journey. Yeah, it's probably got easier as you've kind of got to know spots and you can be a bit more savvy about stuff like that. Yeah. Nice. Um, do you want to talk to me about your kind of tattooing? Because like, I remember like the initial conversation, like you kind of learnt a little bit, but then... I think you didn't really pursue it too much, but I think your partner was kind of teaching you. So when when did you kind of start doing that a bit more full-time? Tattoo? Yeah. I think actually it was in, in 2019, but then okay. we had to have this break. Mm-hmm. Um, and it took a while 
like yeah to to kind of come back to it but in the meantime i have been tattooing like my clients that i already had so yeah, yeah in whenever we go like to tattoo conventions or guest spots or anything then i really get into it more but i am tattooing on a regular basis it's just a little different now that we are in the van because I can't go to like our specific tattoo salon where I used to work or we yeah. used to work. So yeah, that's a little different, but due to the pandemic, everything kind of broke and started new. So it's all a little different now, but I prefer it that way because now I, I do have breaks in between like mm -hmm. tattoos, but like the past couple of weeks, I've been tattooing a lot. I've been doing really, really much. And then I realized that I do know stuff and it does get lost. It's like crochet or knitting. You, you kind of you pick it what back you up already again. know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Well, if you ever like randomly come over to the UK, I don't know if you were ever planning to come to the UK, let me know because uh, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> I would love to. <laughs> we really want to go. But I am a little afraid of um, driving on the wrong side, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Especially yeah. with a huge van. Yeah, but I think we, we both. It's probably easier in a bigger van because people can see you and you can see over everyone else a bit more. But it is it would be getting some getting used to a little bit more. Uh, I think I've yeah. only driven in Europe once. And it was weird for like the first bit, but luckily when I was I went to like Future Ventura um in the canary Islands, so I, there was like no one else on the roads so that was it was okay because i was driving a car that was meant to be on that side of the road i think it's probably harder if you've got the steering wheel on the other side you just exactly. gotta keep reminding yourself <laughs> i'm really afraid of that so yeah. i really want to go my partner really wants to go especially as his sister lives in the uk mm -hmm. and we've been there but yeah maybe we just need a couple more um, months or just a little more experience but i would love to come especially to tattoo would be so so great yeah that'd be cool do you have like a tattoo like instagram or page at all as well i do it's azramati tattoos okay i'll get that off you and i'll put it in the description because i i also want to check it out because i don't think i've i don't think i've seen it so uh, yeah i definitely want to check that out as well sure thank you yeah what's like what's it been I mean, there's quite a lot of change. Have, uh, did I say you've got a dog? Yeah. We got a dog. Yeah, we we adopted a dog from from a dog shelter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cool. and he well, was like six months old or something when we we got him, and now he's about a year. Oh wow, that's cute. What kind of dog is it? We don't know. It's it's kind of like an odd mixture between we think something really really big yeah and something very short <laughs> <laughs> yeah because i've seen them kind of pop up in the odd like your stories and stuff but uh that's really cool so you've, you've had him yeah. for about what six months or so yeah exactly nice something like that and it's it's been really nice especially as through the dog we explored the places where we were much more mm -hmm. I mean we walk the dog like twice a day and every walk is about like one to two hours yeah. and this way we we got to explore the the places and we got to know everything 
um, even if we stayed at a place like only for two days or something, we we got to climb mountains and we went through forests and um, walked along beaches and much much more than we would have done it without a dog. That's incredible. It's yeah, we, really cool. Yeah, we found when we we got our dog that like we've been living in this kind of part of Coventry for like a while. And then when we got a dog, we like discovered way more like just around us. And it really does make you get out and explore and see new things. Like, Yeah, and cool. find you like roads and you will see. I mean, yeah, we, we also realized that showing our dog different places makes him like really, um, I don't know, open-minded and he's kind of more relaxed whenever we go different places that he doesn't know before so it's really cool yeah. for everyone really good actually yeah <laughs> it must be quite even more of a tight fees, uh, fit then with like you got the two of you and now a kind of medium-sized dog <laughs> <laughs> yeah he he was really small when you got him mm. and um the people from the dark center were like yeah he's he's the small one he's going to stay small we promised <laughs> yeah well we we got Moko, who's a cocker spaniel and we we thought you know they're like a certain size and uh, she's definitely on the larger size of the <laughs> scale of that breed of dog but um yeah it's just always the way isn't it you always think that you're gonna get like oh he's got a nice little small dog that's gonna be like a bit more practical <laughs> and then they turn to be quite big <laughs> exactly but i love your dog it's looking so so cute yeah yeah she's really cute i am making more clothing for her than i am for me at the moment i've i've got i've made I really a like that yeah i've got her i've made her a few sweaters i've got another design in my head that i'm gonna try and have a go at making um cool. and then i've just been making loads of like dog harnesses and stuff but it's good and you upcycled a lot of them right like yeah i started upcycling materials. yeah so i oh, cool. i have bought a few bits and bobs when i was like learning a bit more um some material from etsy trying to find like nice suppliers but uh lately i'm trying to like get old shirts and go to like charity shops and stuff like that and try to upcycle um clothes that wouldn't necessarily get used into something that's a bit more practical and that would get used so yeah and did you also mention that it's kind of like satisfying to reuse something that would have been like thrown away or so oh yeah for sure like some of the shirts that i've like they, they've been in my wardrobe for like probably years like i haven't worn them for ages and it's really nice being able to like turn them into something that is going to get used rather than just sitting in a wardrobe or like even just sitting in a chat because they probably would just sit in a charity shop for a while and then I don't know what they do with stock that doesn't sell I don't know if they get rid of it or they send it somewhere else but it's it is really satisfying to to use it up and I'm trying to use as many of the scraps as I can so I'm like trying mm -hmm. to have as little waste as possible but um yeah yeah it's really cool that's cool because I feel the same way it's always yeah. so like such a rewarding feeling to actually make something new and exciting but you don't have to buy new stuff for it i love yeah. it it's really cool because you use a lot of like upcycled yarn and like fabric and stuff don't you is that I only, only i only use yeah is that and then like sometimes i even like mix different yard weights like for example for this one 
I even brought it here. So awesome. That's really cool. So, yeah, that's one of my latest designs, which is going to go to Patreon real soon. And I even used really different yarn weights for that. Mm. So I thrifted different kinds of yarn and I thought the colors would look really cute together. But one of the yarns was lace weight and the other was worsted. And I just doubled the lace weight yarn, which made it kind of like similar to worsted. And now I think it's almost not recognizable anymore that I use different yarn sizes. Yeah, no, you And can't. it's really cool if you if you kind of try to combine things that you maybe wouldn't have necessarily tried if you had like a bunch of yarn on hand mm. and you you kind of get surprised by how well it works yeah it probably yeah. is more challenging and probably more rewarding when you can get like two different weights and stuff like to combine and work where, where do you normally find do you still find your yarn in like charity shops and stuff sometimes i do and also flea markets but most of them i get i thrift online so from private people who want to sell their like grandma's old yarn or so yarn stash. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. And I guess it, traveling around, you're able to like find, do you, are you finding like in different countries, there's like different upcycled kind of like people are trying to get rid of different yarns and stuff? Also, yeah. Yeah. Also, So for example, the yellow one I just showed you, um i found in hungary last year mm -hmm. and I, I i think i found like three balls or so which was really cool for kind of like a medium project yeah or small to medium project especially when when combining colors and i got much more brave in that because i used to use only one color for one piece i made and mm -hmm. now i'm like i'm much more um adventurous than combining colors um, like for example this one I also brought this it's also a new design of mine and it's also available on my website now and it's a skirt and I didn't have enough of this like golden color mm -hmm. so I found this beige or creamy and yeah. I think it's actually really cute and I randomly com combined the colors together which I wouldn't have tried before to be honest so that's cool it's yeah, gonna get I, you to experiment a bit more yeah exactly especially now that i can't order yarn wherever i am sometimes i just have to wait for another half year or so to to get back to a place where i can actually ship the yarn to so i just have what i have now and yeah i'm trying to to make the best out of it yeah, how, how is it trying to get, like, a bit of a yarn sash? For, I, I guess you've got to be a bit more mindful of, like, the yarn you're getting because you have a lot less space. Yeah, true. I um, When we decided to leave Germany, I bought a bunch of yarn and I filled up, like, a big suitcase. Mm -hmm. And um, ever since, I, I think I bought yarn only once or so. But other than that, I could work from this stash that I had. So it was like quite a big suitcase, actually. Yeah. And also another suitcase with like fabrics and stuff that I wanted to upcycle, like old zippers, fabrics, buttons and everything that I use for 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 doing like these extra little bits to yeah. my. So, yeah, that's been working quite well, especially as I was in Germany, like every half year or every like seven eight months 
So yeah, whenever I have to buy something new, I can like order it to my grandma's home or something. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Because I feel like a lot of us crafters, we we kind of we we buy over over buy and stock up on stuff and then like I've still got yarn that I bought like years ago that I hadn't really I've started thinking of a project that I can try and use it for but I do have lots of excess so mm -hmm. I think quite a lot of us could probably do with uh not necessarily scaling back but trying to be a bit more mindful of like projects that we could actually use it for exactly and still enjoy the pro process of of supporting like indie dyers and stuff like I mean yeah. that's really cool and that's a good thing to do but at the same time you can maybe combine something like combine a new yarn that you just bought and you you supported another small small business with and combine it with something you already have on hand or sometimes even if you can't find the right color or something you can go to thrift store and maybe find a knitted old sweater and you can undo it and reuse the yarn Mm. sometimes the yarn is very good quality and you can do this it's it's definitely a little more work but it's way more affordable and really sustainable to do this yeah i think yeah i quite like when when we do get to go on holiday like we went to barcelona re fairly recently um i ended up buying um some yarn and i bought some fabric just as like a, a like a trying to remember the place in a way that was like trying to buy something that I would only really be able to get there which was that was quite fun I quite like doing that if I'm going to buy yarn have a bit more of like a, a meaning behind it rather than just buying big big loads of stock <laughs> yeah and it's I mean in the same time it's kind of like um, evening out the fact that this special yarn is more expensive right mm. so if you don't buy as much then maybe you can get yourself or treat yourself to something really special at times. Yeah. So I like that too. I mean, I personally don't buy any new yarns, but I really think it's it's worth it supporting small businesses. So that's a good yeah. thing to do, I think. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Um, cool. Is there is there anything else you kind of like want to like chat about or promote or anything? Um. Yeah, I do have two very cute new summer patterns on azdramati.com. Yeah. And it's the skirt I just showed you. And it's also the Dandelion Dream Dress, which is a huge project and the first ever like maxi length lacy dress that I ever designed as a pattern because I always used to love these, love to make these things, but hmm. writing these down as patterns always seemed to be like not possible. But overnight, I kind of like, my brain brightened up and I could do it and then I designed it within like three days or so oh wow and it's a really cool size inclusive pattern that everyone should try who likes like lacy designs I don't know if it shows so well so this is the, the top part and, and it's pretty long and it also has like a slit to it and it has a lot of customized um, or you can customize it in so many ways so I put a lot of work into this pattern it's I think more than 20 pages long wow a lot of pictures a lot of detailed instructions and it's I'm really proud of this one and yes it's accessible for everyone um and also like the very special and cute patterns that I put on Patreon like 
it's going to be an entire collection very soon, the Tulip collection. And this top that I just showed you is part, mm -hmm. of, part of this. So that's very something I'm very proud of too. That's awesome. That's, I mean, it looks amazing. I'll get you to send some photos so I can get some like detailed shots for the podcast as well so people can see it better. And I'll also have links so we can send links to your website and Patreon and get people to subscribe and follow you everywhere. Thank you so much. No problem. Um, thank you very much for talking to me again. It's really nice to catch up again. And, uh, maybe yeah, it we'll, was so nice. If you ever come to the UK, maybe we can do one of these in person and... Uh, I would love to. That would be so much fun. That'd be really. amazing. Yeah, yeah. Just give me a shout when you when you come to the UK, and uh, we'll try and organize something. Definitely, definitely. Or amazing. even I can um, give you a tattoo if you like my style. I would love a tattoo. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. I have like Ooh. kind of I think a bit of a sleeve that is a bit more different styles, so like they're a bit more meaningful. So yeah, that'd be awesome. That's cool. <laughs> I, I just tattooed um, another fiber artist the other day in Budapest oh, yeah? um, and she got something like a crochet hook and a brain and I all custom custom draw it for her and stuff so it was very meaningful I think for both of us because she followed my like Azramati page for a long while and then she decided to get a tattoo from me which is also crochet related which was so cool. Yeah I would love I still haven't got any like knitting related tattoos yet so uh maybe maybe my first knitting tattoo would be from you yeah <laughs> i would love them <laughs> awesome massive thank you for Fidos for talking to me on this episode uh the episode garden got cut off a little bit at the end uh just because zoom only gives you about 40 minutes of recording so uh i could have probably talked to her for like hours um it was really fun kind of just getting back to just chatting and getting to know her a little bit more and how her journey's kind of continued. So yeah, um, more updates from me. From the time of recording this episode, I have recently been made redundant. So uh, this is why I've got a little bit more time on my hands to craft, create, create some more videos, um, work on the podcast. So I'm currently trying to find some new work. Love working with food and drink, uh, but I also would love to do something that is uh, something else that's creative. Um, I really love creating podcasts and editing and uh, creating posts and a narrative. Uh, so if you are out there and you have a podcast and you need someone to help edit or produce the podcast, or if you have an idea and you want to create something, um, please let me know. Just give me a shout uh, because... Uh, I would love to try and do more of this. But in the meantime, I'm just going to keep on working on my knitting, some new patterns, uh, and hopefully some new episodes as well. I have uh, another episode that is recorded, um, which will be coming out soon. So make sure you follow me on my Instagram. It's the main place that I'll be posting and sharing. If you're new to my podcast and you've enjoyed this episode, then head on back to my archive. There's about 23 other episodes, including uh, the first time I get to speak to Fidesz, season one, episode eight. So yeah, go and check out other episodes if you're if you're new to this. Uh, and if you're not, uh, you're an existing listener, then uh, stay tuned for the next episode, which will be coming soon. Thank you everyone for watching or listening to this episode and uh, stay crafty.